Hello and welcome to Behind the Lens with EDL. I'm your host EDL and this is a podcast where I talk to athletes that I've taken photos of over the past few years. Um, it's been a while. I've recorded these episodes for the next few weeks back in December. So when you're listening, a lot of it might not make sense to the current thing, but honestly, the overall message um, will always make sense. So it really never matters when I release it. It just matters that these conversations get heard and the people that I talk to get to share their stories and we have a good conversation along the way. Um, today, I sat down with Chris Everett, a Columbia football player, and uh, he just discussed living in Chicago and going to Columbia. And of course, we discuss our photos um, from our time together at Columbia. So without further ado, um, enjoy. All right. Hello. How are you doing? Now it's I'm official. I'm good. How are you doing, <laughs> Good. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Some technical d- issues to start it, but we're all good. We'll get through it. We're fine. Right. Um, how's right. everything going for the pandemic for you? Everything's going all right. I, um, you know, coming up on the holiday season, it's, um, I guess it's the time we're going to feel even more that it's not normal, but I'm trying to maintain, you know, everything that we've been going, have our routines and doing things like this, uh, jumping on video chats or phone calls or whatever, like everybody else, just trying to make as much normalcy as we can. What have you been doing? What have you been doing um, just to, during this pandemic, you know, since right you're not here. in school and everything? So, yeah, luckily I was able to find a job. I'm um, working for the Cook County Board of Review, helping uh, lower people's taxes, property taxes. So I'm trying to do my good deeds, I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> right. No, that's um. So, like I said, luckily I'm able to have a job, and it is work from home. So I've been able to kind of maintain, I guess, live at home, uh, kick back a little bit. Um, been watching a lot of sports, focusing on watching a lot of sports, um, and kind of trying to find other outside hobbies. I guess now that I'm settled in, um, I feel like I'm gonna start to build on my time. But I guess what I didn't realize before is. Even though I'm sitting at home, how much a nine to five takes out of you, even just sitting at your computer all day, it's, I, I, I'm sitting, I'm four feet from my bed, but at the same time, I feel like my day is, is, is a full day at five o'clock. So it's a, uh, it's all mental. It's so right. much. It's right. so much. I've worked at home. Yeah. Like that's, I'm working from home all the time. That's been mm-hmm. my job for two years, like because yeah. of what my job is. Right. Um, yeah and you don't realize like that's why i like having this office now so it's like Mm -hmm. a space for me and a space to like work like i rarely ever work in my bedroom because i'm like i need my bedroom to be but i'm very lucky like i live at home where it's like just me and my mom and dad so my Mm -hmm. brother's not here so basically the whole second floor is like my apartment like Uh it's just for me Uh so but it's crazy it takes it out of you and it's like you would think because of pandemic like things would be like People expect more right now right. for some it's like you're always supposed to be on, which is just and even worse. You're in a pandemic, people. Right. We right give everybody a break. Let's all kind of take this yeah. time to, to reset, relax and and but kick, we can kick it in overdrive in a couple months if we want to. When gosh, it comes back. But, I know. Mm-hmm. But good, I'm glad you got a job. That's great. Um right. Lucky now there, lucky for, for sure. yeah, because that's not easy in a normal sense 
And now right. to have this in a pandemic to be able to support yourself and save up and do and just make money right now right. is like right. you you know very very lucky. Um, sure. Yeah. Now, for people that don't know, and for myself, uh, tell me about your sports career, like where you started, how you got right. to Columbia, um, okay. and any other sports that you played leading up to football and stuff like that. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I um, so I played football and basketball. Um, my whole life, all the way, both of them through high school. Um, played on some pretty good high school basketball teams, had a lot of fun with that, traveled the country. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously football was more of my passion. Um, but um, I guess a few things kind of happened. I was Coach Bags actually, when he was at Penn, Coach Bags, Coach Fab, and Coach McLaughlin were all at Penn together, and they all recruited me at Penn, but they all left during my senior year. So things kind of fell through, and I was basically a senior in February without a school to go to. So I ended up oh, going gosh. to prep school for a year uh, in New Hampshire oh. in the middle of nowhere. But oh, I ended gosh. up having a good time. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> I so, but I ended up yeah. having a good time. Um, met a lot of great people there for sure. Um, and really um, opened my eyes to just, a, I guess, it's just a completely different experience. But mm-hmm. that experience told me that I did want to get back to the city. So from New Hampshire, I ended up, luckily, Coach, um, all three of them ended up coming over to, to Columbia, and it was a pretty easy decision for me from there. And I ended up um, coming to Columbia pretty early in my prep school year and was able to have a pretty good uh, experience out there. And like I said, I love my time at Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I, I did not know that all three of them were there because I yeah. think it was Trey as well that was like, that told me that Bags was where he was before. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Like, I, I forget that he wasn't at Columbia. Like, you right. know, like, because, and I should know this because he came in and like, you know, you guys in the year and the senior class when I was there mm-hmm. was that start of like that transition to be, right. trying to become a winning program, right. you know? And I forgot that that's like, it was Bags first year and all their guys his first year and like trying uh, right. to, you know, like Beatty and all of them. So I was like, oh, right. Like uh-huh. he wasn't just always at Columbia. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just uh-huh. so used to so many coaches that have been at the same school for like 20 right. years. So right. no, yeah. it's so Beatty interesting. Beatty in that class, they, um, they played against Bags. Actually, he was there at the second year? Their, freshman year. their freshman year, he was at Penn. I remember going That's against so him. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. That's so <laughs> interesting. It's so crazy. <laughs> That's yeah, insane. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, and I, of course, I just know him from Columbia, you know, back. Right. So, like, I, I don't know, I don't know Ivy League football. I can't say right, I was really, right. you know, a diehard fan before. <laughs> no, personally, I was not either. I didn't know anything about it, but I still uh, vividly remember being at Penn's camp uh, the summer before my senior year, uh, sitting talking to Coach McLaughlin, talking to uh, mm-hmm. Coach Fab. Um, Coach Bags kind of thought he was going to retire by then, so he wasn't. Um, as a round, but I had plenty of conversations with Coach Fabish and Coach McLaughlin all year leading up to that, ready to go to Penn. Um, yeah. Kind of about ready to go, go follow them if, if I could. Yeah. So, but things worked out. Wow. Things worked out really well. No complaints this way for sure. Yeah. And you're in mm-hmm. Chicago, right? Yes, back home. Is in that Chicago. right? Yeah. So you, so you, and you grew up in Chicago. Yes, grew up been here pretty much all my life until I went off to school. My dad's from Chicago. Oh, really? So I'm a big Blackhawks fan. Yeah, okay. and a Bulls fan. Of so course. of course, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, I kind of gave a Blackhawks fan when they were good, and then a Bulls fan Me when too. they were good. And I'm there. from here. So, so. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a Blackhawks fan for they were good, but when they started winning, I guess I was a Blackhawks fan. 
I mean, if you're right, like from right, Chicago, right, you're gonna it. take them. Took right, them on. Course, Why right? not? Like they were, we were one like, of the best teams, right? <laughs> like you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna ride that bandwagon. Um, no, but I have a lot of love for Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. We usually go there every Christmas. Um, oh, probably wow. won't do that this year, obviously with a pandemic. But um, we drive, so we don't fly anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always used to drive there. Okay. So, uh-huh. uh, but I love Chicago. I like it's that probably my it. favorite city, which is crazy considering I'm. 30 minutes away from new york city right but i just think chicago the parts where like you can walk around and stuff it's just so condensed mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. you can make it around in chicago in one day where in new york you need a whole like <laughs> month to get to Literally, any right. every part like there's so much to it which makes it great but right. that's there's right. that but, difference no i i love chicago way I, mean, I won't say way more but it's a substantial little gap in my head between chicago and new york i Pretty much everybody's from here feels the same way about Chicago. Chicago could do no wrong to us. I I I know that's great how it city. is, and great city. I just love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I also love the I love the lakefront. Like I always mm-hmm. ride my bike around great the lakefront in the summertime. Like it's just such a nice view, such a nice pl- like it's got a lot to offer for being a big city that's not as big as New York, but mm-hmm. it still has all that to offer, and there's still so much history and tradition and like. It's, it's I, just something I, about the field during the summer. It's just something about oh, it. Here. It's it really so is. Great. It's, it's so great. It's so great. Oh, man. I know. It's so bummed. I obviously couldn't go this summer because that was like prime right, pandemic I time. I wasn't. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't have uh, yeah. No, was not going to go and take a trip to Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I got a lot of love for Chicago. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so uh, next, usually the first question I ask after you explain like kind of what who you played or what you sports you played and everything mm-hmm. is if there's any memories that stick out to you, like favorite memories. And I preface this with saying, first of all, it can be either one. I want one from Columbia because like okay. that's our connection, but it can yeah. be from high school or prep. Um, and mm-hmm. it can also be like a memory just with teammates that you're allowed to share. Like it doesn't even right. have to be, you know, uh, like a celebrate, like obviously most people use like celebrations, which is fine because I want to yeah. hear like your point of view, but it can yeah. honestly be anything because I kind of like getting these stories that like we never would have gotten otherwise unless like we were right. kind of there. Right. Um, so okay. anything that kind of comes to your mind uh, okay. from any, and it could even be, yeah, from anything. What do you got? So the first memory that always comes to mind with Columbia is my favorite game that we ever played, that we played in was sophomore year we went to Princeton and won and okay. the way that we won um, I'm not sure if you've seen the clip but my boy, so. Ron, my boy Ron Smith my, he was my roommate freshman year he we were down I want to say three or four points with about a minute left in the fourth Maybe. quarter and he called okay. a, he called a little slant over the middle and ran that was running down the field with the ball in his hand and a single hand yeah. running with it, looking back, and we were going absolutely ballistic on the sideline. It was probably the most fun game I've ever played in, but it was it was great because we this was sophomore year, so we were coming off of a three and seven year, my freshman year, and okay. we we thought we were going to be good. We we felt pretty good. Uh, we had won our first couple of games sophomore year. We were they were out of conference. We weren't sure. And Princeton was the defending champs, and they came in and beat us on our field the year before by. 50 might as well have been 100 I mean they killed us so for us to go down there in their building in their stadium um and, and knock them out knock off the defending champs it, it just told us we were really really good and it just seeing Ron run down the field with that ball in the single yes. hand and, 
it just was yes. so it, it just was so much fun we like oh. that was it was a bus ride but it was a short bus ride back it just was it was so much fun Is it, but how great are those bus rides like that's the oh bus ride God. you you'll remember that forever like that bus every, ride almost more than the game sometimes every bus ride oh i i even like we went up to Dartmouth. Oh, I, that's that's probably my favorite bus ride. Though. We went up to Dartmouth. There was just something about coming back. We were six and zero. It was like a five-hour bus ride. We all were in for it. We knew it was coming, and we were just ready. We were just telling stories the entire time about how much fun yes. stuff happens in the game. Because that's what nobody knows. So much fun stuff happens in the game. It's, yes. It's between yes. the refs and the other team, we're all talking the whole time. Things are happening. It's a yes. long game. We play a lot of plays. Like it's just. We have five hours worth of stories between us, I guess. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Those are the things that, like, I love to hear. And, like, mm-hmm. we'll get into some of that kind of when we talk about photos. Because, like, right. you know, Justin, I just had on or I recorded with him. And okay. he was telling me how, like, you know, sometimes he's like, oh, EDL's here. Like, Aaron's here. We got to pose. Like, what am I going to do today? Yeah, and, like, those are things that I never would have known if I never oh, yeah. did this podcast. Because, like, why would I know that? But I think about all the things that, like, I mean, I played sports. I wasn't the most mm. co- talkative on the court. But you still hear things. Mm. Uh, and I can't imagine a football game. Like, you know, because it's just how many people, like, you know. I, so I can only imagine it, all the things that, like, you guys talk. I can't even. It's absurd. Because, I mean, it's <laughs> you're, you're lining up against somebody trying to manhandle them every place. We both. <laughs> and somebody's going to win and lose every place. It's just every, it's just every time. It's always a little trouble back and forth. It's just so much fun stuff. The refs are trying to intervene. It's, <laughs> it's a great time, especially when you're winning. There's nothing better than oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, that changes better. everything. Because then mm-hmm. you really can talk all the crap you want. You can say whatever you everything. want. You're feeling yourself. And the game one's a little bit better. Oh, yeah. And then you go on your teammates, like you even rag on them, but like oh, yeah, all, right. all in good fun, you know. Like Everything I, I mean, I get now. that part. Yeah, yeah it's right. just like every part of it is amazing. Exactly. Oh, I can yeah, only I imagine. That. I just think back when I was in high school, I was the manager for the soccer team my senior year, mm-hmm. and they beat like our rival, which is we're White Plains Tigers, they're Mamaroneck Tigers, so like two oh, Tigers, okay. and uh-huh. yeah, and it's a big rivalry. Like they're always really good. Both teams oh, yeah. are really good. Uh-huh. We beat them on their home field and the bus ride back all the boys are just screaming and i'm just chilling (laughs) and like there's some like a lot of them are hispanic spanish like so they'll screaming in spanish i have no idea what sometimes they're saying or like other times i do and they're just go and i was like this is it these are the memories you're gonna remember you know Uh forever and you don't realize that until 10 years down the line because it's been about 10 years for me almost and it's like Mm. that's that's when you realize like oh those are the best memories you know um but that's great so what's another memory that comes to mind any other ones okay. so maybe not yeah. columbia but anything columbia i um so i don't want to just gloss over prep school i did have a lot of fun in prep school but yeah i will go back to high school i guess um my hmm, what would be a fun story i'm trying to give a, a more fun <laughs> story rather than just that we won we won this game yeah whatever. yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, you have many. I mean you know it's hard to think of them because there's right it's, there's so many i feel like it's so much fun stuff because like hmm, okay something has happened so my were there even was, okay go Go ahead. I was I was trying to try to lead myself into a story if I can get there. I okay, because I could. I was gonna mm-hmm. say too, like if there's anything that like, you know, for because in high school, high school I think for sports is so fun because like it's such oh, a yeah. unique. It's just like you are 
playing with kids that you've known your entire life. So it's mm-hmm. like such a unique experience that yeah. you don't realize until you're out of it. Cause you're like, right. Oh, I'm never going to have that again. Like I I've known these kids since I was like eight and now right. we're 18. We're still and talking like, about the games been, now. Yes. Later. Yeah. And you guys, are, you know, you're going to be talking about them forever. All, right. you know, like all that, like, so are there even, even things like, were there any rituals that you guys had before games or like after games or anything like, and it could be basketball. I think of basketball for some reason, because like, I know for our team, you know, like you'd run out on the court. Sometimes they would do a huddle. Sometimes they'd have a certain song that played. Yeah. Um, is there anything that comes to mind that, and you might not have like rituals, but like anything like that, that even comes to mind that like was just special to your team that you remember um, okay. for either sport. Mm-hmm. I would say um, our basketball team, we had a clap when we go out, um, a chant that there was just, it, it got, a, it, it just was part of our energy and the way that our court was set up. Um, the student section, I guess, was on the nearest end of the stands of where where, where our locker room was. Where our locker room was kind yeah. of downstairs, so you can. It's a real small hallway with just one kind of pathway for a stairway up. So you can hear us clapping from in the locker room. So as yeah. we kind of start our clap, and it's the same chant that was going on from long before I got to Whitney Young, and probably be going, or it's probably still going on now. Man, yeah. But um, as soon as they hear it, the crowd kind of gets the clap going, and um. We, it's like a little hey, it's a little chant going, and we yeah. run upstairs and getting out that tunnel. It's a lot of fun, uh, especially in big games when it's when it's more. Isn't packed. that the just the best? Oh, oh, the yeah. best feeling, like oh, yeah. especially yeah. like you have your fans there. Like that's why I oh, feel yeah. so bad right now for these kids playing. Like they don't get their fan, they don't get their kid, like their friends at their games, and it's like you know who knows if the winter season you know how that will even go being indoors. Like uh-huh. so, it's like I feel so bad they don't get these like moments that you remember you know so many years later down the line definitely definitely and then i guess one little one so we're talking about um just moments with your friends it's uh it was i remember my last high school football game we were oh and eight going into the game um so much had happened that year for whatever reason this that played a tough schedule played tougher than regular schedule because we thought we were going to be good and then we weren't good and it (laughs) everything got worse you know of course but um the way that um, Chicago Public League works is your ninth game. Uh, if you if you qualify, it will be for the city playoffs. But if you don't qualify, it's just a consolation game. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we're 0-8. We have one game left. We're all like, it's, we're sad. We know it's going to be our last game. It's kind of a, small, a group of our seniors. are kind of some of our closest friends for sure. And we, um, yeah. I just remember coming out of that game, or going into that game, we realized early, we were, 10 times better than them and we ended up winning that game 63 to nothing but we all wanted to be sad all day because we thought it was going to be our last it was our last game together so we were trying to be sad after the game but like we just won 63 to nothing it was our only win of the year so like we're kind of smiling kind of don't know what to do couldn't really leave the deal right away trying to take more pictures it was oh, that was a photo that's like such a conflicting right? narrative like <laughs> so weird like at least if it was like a close game like you can right. celebrate Right. Like, also, if it's a close, if it's a close, yeah, if it's a close game, you could just like, yeah, you'd be so excited and then you'd cry. Right. But right. when you're in a, when you're in like a really uh, blowout, it it's was. like you, especially guys, and I know this from being in blowouts with guys, you guys get so, you have, get so cocky and so, and have so much fun and like, and start to joke around. That, it's that was like, us on the sideline. Yeah. Now we're supposed to be sad. <laughs> 
because you're still gonna be sad and it's still right. hitting you that like this is the last time right but now you're winning you're like what am, how am i supposed to react to this we're destroying this team we're so much better you know everyone gets to year. play like right? yeah and in first win yeah. oh that's so funny yeah, yeah those are it's that's so that's interesting that's yeah, that's yeah. that was a weird oh. yeah, that was a fun day though fun day yeah no 100 percent right. um God, like I miss I, I, I do I miss it. Definitely. I'm sure you miss how yeah, how is it being, you know, first year not playing and uh competing? Um, see the the worst part is well, that I, okay. I feel like I was gonna have just pick up basketball just to be able to kinda of do something competitive, keep it going, talk a little smack here or there, you know, just all the fun stuff. Check check all the boxes I need in my day. But now that that's yes. been shut down, I, I'm running out of options here. So Aww. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need it to come back pretty quick. It's I, I got nine months in me. I don't know if I can do another another oh, year. So I know. Yeah, I'm gonna need it to I come know. back. I know. I don't know how long this will last. Uh, we need more people to listen. At least there's a vaccine. Know. Right. I know. So that's, hopefully, that's, uh, hopefully that'll speed up some things. Right. But, Fingers you know, crossed. That's with true. some of these people out there, I, I don't trust things. So I know. I know. Please the vaccine. Uh, everything else or the other people doing anything to help this no no um, yeah no i, I figured yeah, <laughs> we're on the same page <laughs> i figured yeah. uh, i figured that um yes. no and it'll come back though the thing is like at least you right you'll have you'll have that like you'll have it when it does come back because that'll come back everything will come back it's just how long um until right. it does right. is really the question um point. yeah uh mm-hmm. and now you were injured a few times I yes, know. I would. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> the reason I ask this is because I try to. I a question that I try to ask every now and then if I have the time is like, how do you think being a student athlete has shaped <clears throat> you as a person? Mm-hmm. But I also kind of want to bring that into your injuries. Like, how do you think you being a student athlete, but also going through a lot of injuries and a lot of like, I guess you could call it adversity because like it's not easy to be on the sideline. Um, how do you think that's shaped you into who you are today and like who you'll become? Sure. So, yeah, injuries are really tough for me. Um, I, my fifth game of my career, I want to say, it was, um, I still remember the play, but I got rolled up on, I was blocking and the running back got tackled. I rolled up on my ankle and uh, they say my ankle will not be the same from here on. I caught yeah, some things that kind of in there, messed up. They didn't know what it was for a while, but um, essentially I was playing on a bum ankle for the rest of my career. So that in itself, um, kind of had to have some type of I, I don't I guess I would stick to it in this but more so I was kind of going with I had to figure out how to work around it I guess because um, there were times when Coach Gilchrist was saying he would notice on film where I would have to jump and land on my on the same leg or I'm just kind of trying to figure out routes <laughs> to figure it out and I think the main way I had to figure it out was um, to use my brain use my head a lot more um, on the field yeah. and try to use other gifts now that I've, I'm playing on one and a half legs for what it felt like, at least up until I was able to get the surgery a couple of years later. So that, um, I think that definitely was able to help me out. I, it, it made me focus a lot more on my craft, which hopefully be able to carry over as I find new crafts, um, as I get into life or get into this next chapter of my life. But, mm-hmm. um, just like the yeah, perfecting, um, the specific part of I'm going to be good at this, I need to be really, really good at it because, um, I may not have as much leeway in other areas. So like I said, if I'm able to kind of carry that over and, you know, certain things. And then I guess another 
set of injuries I had was concussions, um, unfortunately. And I had four in my career, which added up death. So Thanks. I know, I know. So obviously, I'm very, fingers crossed, hopeful that there will not be no long lasting effects on that. Um, for now, I think I'm doing all right. We'll see. You know, I don't want to take anything. We'll yes, right. <laughs> As time goes on, right, (laughs) right. No, I mean that's and it's it's kind of a joke amongst football players, I guess. But it's it's something that's serious to all of us for sure. And we know that we kind of have to joke about it to lessen the 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 burdens. We all know humor. Humor is a great coping. Yes, yes. Humor is a great coping mechanism for all. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, and I get that's great because like. Excuse me. Um, like I think a lot of people don't go through any adversity, and things are not handed to them, but a little easier, and so they don't know how to like use other skills or how you know kind of adapt to their environment. Mm -hmm. Um, and you had to adapt to even survive on the field. (laughs) Like, like if you wanted to play, you're like, okay, I gotta figure out how to land on this other leg, and uh, I gotta figure out how to not use this one leg. Like that's not easy. I was already pretty slow, so I, I, I was probably gonna have to do some adapting as it is, but that just expedited the process a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair, but good for. I mean, that's tough. That's that's yeah. really tough. Uh, I didn't know that. That's what happened. I didn't know that that was the initial um, mm-hmm. injury. Right, I would say because it. I ended up not being able to get the surgery for it until between my sophomore and junior, and I ended up needing two in that off season. So, so right before time, I came, mm-hmm, right. So by the time you you got there, as my junior year was starting, so I was still yes. kind of rehab. And I remember I, I didn't have yeah, to. I think I missed the first couple of weeks that year. Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, I don't know who you are, yeah. but like, <laughs> like you're on the sideline because you showed up late. Like you weren't at the first. I don't think you were at the first practice that they I was there. Me, yeah, yeah. So like, I was injured, yeah, and I so was yeah, injured. like so you. And then when you showed up. I didn't know who you were, but you were very vocal on the sidelines sometimes. So I was like, who is this guy? Like, why? And of course, like, because I'm not taking photos of anyone on the sidelines, really, right. you know, until like I got to know you guys. Right. I was like, I really have no idea who you are. Like, you know, yeah. and then finally you started to dress up. And then you became one of the, like, my favorite people to capture. <laughs> and it's so weird how that happened. It went from like, I don't know who you are to, ah, it's Chris. Okay, there you go. Let's go. Let's get some photos. One of my favorite memories. Which we can get into later, though, is mm-hmm. when I was l- probably laying on the ground because, you know, I did that a, a, a few times every now and then uh, mm-hmm. in the dome during winter workouts. Mm-hmm. And I think you were stretching or like at the it was either before or after. Do you remember this? And like I like clicked. I think I was like taking photos and I think you heard me and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good. You, I, it's just <laughs> such a vivid, weird memory that I have of like. Or you might have given me a thumbs up, like, during it. It was something like that. It was so interesting. And I was like, of course you would notice. I'm like, sometimes I don't want you guys to notice. Like, stop. I'd <laughs> notice sometimes I would notice and you would be all right. And you would kind of move on. You would I, know, I, go away. I was like, no. <laughs> no, yeah, we always, that's the thing. We always had an eye for the camera. Absolutely. But I remember my first practice, the first day you were there, I, they had me in the weight room because I was injured and it was only so many people could be out there. And I remember I went right in the bags off and told them the next day, I can't do this. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to need to get out there on the field. And luckily he was able to help me out and get it done. So I got out on the field, even yeah. though I wasn't for the first couple of weeks. And, you know, I had to, which is good. You know, make sure I was, my presence was now. 
Yeah, and you need to <laughs> you definitely make sure right. your presence is known. <laughs> that was not a problem for you at all. Which like I think it's fair. Like I think it's so it's already hard to be injured and like away from your team and not being able to play. I think it's so and I understand there are rules like protocols and all that, but like I think it's nice for you to be out there. Like you right. show that you can support, you show that like, you know, you want to be a you're part of the team. Why are right. you you know, why should I be taken away right. just because I'm injured? Unless right. I'm like, I literally can't move. Right. Like, then, then right. sure, yeah. I guess you shouldn't be there. Right. Yeah, like, I think you should maybe be at home, right. <laughs> not right. even in the facility. Right. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, mm. no, I remember I remember the first few times that you then came out. And then when you finally got to dress and everything. Right, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I remember that. It was a lot of fun. First time getting back out there. I couldn't mm-hmm. wait. It yeah, we had some coming. fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I can only imagine because um, I didn't know. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really know what was going on. I'm, I was this new person. You guys had no was, idea who I was at first. Yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> I know. I was behind the rehab and I was just trying to hurry back as quick as I could. Exactly. Um, all right, well, we'll get to like the main topic of what we talk about. Not main, but uh, first half is usually just about you and, you know, uh, your career and sports and stuff. And then mm-hmm. we kind of get into what's going on now. Uh, okay. And what's been going on in the world, I shouldn't say that as it now, because it's been going on forever. Um, But like all the Black Lives Matter, the protests, I say now because, you know, now the world's opening up their eyes Mm -hmm. and sort of listening um, Mm -hmm. and sort of trying to do things. Uh, It's still going to take a lot of time because as we know, this is rooted in uh, our country. But I wanted you to come on uh, because I talked to Trey and Quay and I just had Justin on you know, but some, you are somebody I follow on Twitter and I don't go on Twitter a ton, but you retweet like certain things here and there. And you just, you guys make me laugh in general on Twitter because a lot <laughs> of it's usually just about sports and you guys go back and the few sports. people I still follow, you uh-huh. just go back and forth about right. certain things. Uh-huh. And just, like, it just cracks me up. Like, oh, yeah. you know, who, whoever it'll be, um, uh-huh. whether it's about Trey and being a Miami fan or it's oh, you yeah. guys or Chicago. Whatever it is, it that's, makes that's me an laugh. Extension but, of the group chat. It's all there. Oh, for sure. I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit makes its way to the top. Uh. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it it that entertains me. But then mm. there are certain things, and there's one that sticks out, which is a video of a police officer, uh, basically just taking advantage of. I think it was a woman. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. In like in the precinct, and you going and, like, if it's just if it's just one bad cop, mm-hmm. what? Why aren't the other ones? You right. know doing anything and i think that is why i wanted to talk to you because it's like i was like yes like this is exactly what's going on it it, so i I remember i saw the video and then it just shocked me so i guess to set the story it was um one police officer it looked like it was a lady being arrested like in the precinct Mm -hmm. um um and i i don't there's no audio on the clip so i can't i don't want to speculate on exactly what happened how they got to this point but for whatever reason he body slammed her flipped her I mean, just did. Yeah. I mean, she was standing there. Couldn't have been a harm. I believe she's she, in handcuffs, she, if I'm not mistaken. Couldn't have I, been. I don't know if she was in handcuffs, but she wasn't engaging in him. Like, no, was just no standing there. No imminent threat to him in any way. So for him mm-hmm. to do that, but then what shocked me the most, I like, guess, is, is that the other three officers came in, and their first reaction was to kind of clean up and get back, get things back to normal. All right, cool. You, you've done your thing. Now let's get back to normal kind of like it was it just shocked me that none of their first reaction was hold on wait let's even ask them hold on why did you do this let's stop did anything happen what in the world is she on the ground in pain for what is going on none of that Mm -hmm. happened 
for him to walk for so for them to walk up and to see it and to move on like things are normal, that right there lets you know that just because he he was the only one that kind of made the action, but the other three were probably thinking just in line. All right, we did our job there. Now let's continue on about our day, kind of as a unit. And this is what we do. And that was just kind of my biggest takeaway from that. Yeah, I and, I agree. And it's like, and they didn't stop them. And I think they like, I can't remember if they're in the video in the background, like just watching this happen. Like I don't know if they where they were before. But even so, like, how do you not, like, th first of all, there's no reason, and this is the problem with a lot of these issues going on, is that we're not saying that anyone should be killed. Like, we're saying even guilty people shouldn't be killed. Like, you know, That's where the like, I watch Criminal in. Minds, and I watch, like, all these crime shows, which, like, is not uh -huh. realistic to a lot of things. Right. But the only time, and, like, yeah, some of these serial killers are killed, like, right. in, right. like by the FBI or whatever it right. is. That's like, right, that's that's, they don't even want to do that like that's really like last resort because they're jumping at them with like a knife or a gun yeah. but like as a country and the people that are backing like black lives matter and all these protests all they're all we're trying to say is like no one needs to be killed yeah. like that should be the last you know straw and like the fact that another one somebody else was just killed recently it's and it was like and it was uh a sandwich he was holding a sandwich Good. he wasn't even holding a gun and they thought he was and I it was just, a sheriff uh, of a, and i'm like uh -huh. and that's it, the part where i'm just like it just doesn't uh, make any sense and that's if if someone isn't posing an imminent danger or imminent threat to your personal safety or i guess maybe if you're the if you're a police officer if you're someone um asked to uphold the safety of others if, there, if someone's not holding i guess maybe an imminent posing an imminent threat an immediate threat to, to someone's safety there's no reason for shots to go off. It just doesn't make any sense to me because that, there have to be other resorts. You're trained to be able to run and jump and, and climb on walls and army mm -hmm. crawl and do all those things that they're trained to do to be able to, and they're too tired and they don't want to run down the street or down, run through a parking lot or around a car, do one little thing. If something doesn't go exactly how they planned it, their first resort is just to shoot. And that's, it's, it's people's lives that are they, it's just a disconnect, I guess, between the two worlds enough that they don't understand how many people's lives or how valuable people's one individual's life is, that it's just as equal to one a person in their world. And I don't want to serialize everybody, stereotype everybody, I mean, but I no, want to make sure I point that no. out before I uh, get to deeper. Yeah, stuff. no, and I think, no, right. and that's fair. And it's like, that's the problem too, is like, you don't want to stare. We're trying not to stereotype. Like you don't want to throw all the cops into one. Cause like, I think there are good cops and I think there are good people. And most of the, most cops are good people. And like, they go into it with the right, you mm -hmm. know, thought, but either the system, first of all, we know the system is messed up. Like we know from how, why cops were even created in the first place that it's a messed up system. Like right. it was literally racism. Like right. it's literally too cold black people again, because, right. Oh, now they're not slaves. Well, we need to figure we'll out how to figure make out how to, again. exactly. Like, that's where it's rooted. So I think there's, first of all, that's just the bad part. Like that's just really not great of the start of that. And then I think there's, it's still just a very white dominated field because it's always been a white dominated field. So it's, it's like, passes down to generations, right? Your father was one that I'm going to become one. And that's what my son will do. And that's how it continues on. And it was supposed to be to like get, you know, to basically just, you know, arrest black people. So they were seen as like, 
oh, they're the enemy. They're dirty. They're this, they're that. And it's like these people subconsciously still believe this stuff, even if they don't think they do. That's like where what we have to like. And that's where the big problem is. Out of it. Exactly. Exactly. Is that is as it's ingrained in you, if it's something that um, I guess taking all the psychology classes I was taking, I was able to take um, at school, it's implicit. It's something that you're just natural reaction. You're going to choose. Um, you prefer white over black, or you prefer tall over short, whatever it is, it's your your natural implicit reaction to if you see a white person as a suspected criminal, you are going to chase them down and handcuff them and reserve them their rights. If you see a black, you are going to resort to violence. And that we are just asking for the exact same treatment, or I guess everyone is asking for the exact same treatment as as, as, as our counterparts. No more, no exactly. less. Criminals should go to, good, people, good people should be let free, bad people should be in jail. No more, no less. It, it, it's, it seems as though it's just it. so simple. It's not nothing more it's... than anyone else. No. And that's like, that's what sometimes I think these arguments get lost mm-hmm. and like discussions between people that are differing opinions. Mm-hmm. But it's like people think that we want to give them more or we want to give like other people more. It's like, no, we live all we want is for everyone to be treated the way that they should. So right. like if there's somebody that's white that just committed a crime or, or is like attacking you, then right. yes, that's, but the fact that white like known killers get arrested and then like be then put then protected, yeah. but yet like people like George Floyd gets killed, but like, and then you, and you pull up criminal records after the fact, like that right. has nothing to do with what happened. Like, you wouldn't do that if it was, and then you, oh, I could get, it's I get, just, and then you pull implicit. up like the good things that a white killer does. I'm like, right. um, right, it, it's, but that's the media, and, and that's what say, the media is going to continue to do. Yes, and that is, and that's trying to, like I say, separate the two worlds so that when a black person gets killed, it's still something that to a lot of people at home, so that's just kind of something that happens to them. That's something that they do. We aren't that it, it doesn't really affect us and our world, and that's the same people that. We've, and you grew up and now those are the people making decisions whether they're the judges they're the police officers they're mm-hmm. congressmen they're whoever those are the people who are isolated i think it's two different worlds of people because that's how everything is portrayed to them their whole life yeah yeah exactly and it's like they don't and again it's subconscious a lot of things mm-hmm. like you don't even realize you're thinking i mean mm-hmm. i'm going to therapy there's things that i didn't realize i was holding in and i was like oh cool that's cool that's great thought i had that under control right. but i don't <laughs> uh-huh. so can you only imagine what people that like are in these power positions and the things we already hear them say mm-hmm. or do so imagine what they're are what they're really truly believing right. or thinking right you know deep down definitely for people for I don't know, if you're a police officer riding around every day you see this you see that you see this you see that now you're seeing things that maybe you see something here that helps you confirm your bias towards them but you see something here and you pretend that you look the other way oh, that's just a one-off and now you're riding around and that's just how you're accumulating your data and now yes. you see these two worlds completely differently and it just it yes stems from your 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 upright stem up in your experiences cases, and yeah in many cases it stems from your upbringing your experiences and that's just something that for and that's the thing that that has really kind of hasn't made as much sense to me is that I feel as though we we made so much progress in bringing it to people's attention. And that was step one is that, all right, let's bring it to everyone's attention. So now the logical and rational people say, oh, I may have, you know, I may have some things I can clean up in my life. And that's all we've asked for people from, from everyone, I guess, 
look in the mirror a little bit, say, what am I doing, you know, here? What can I be doing? Um, you know, what am I seeing? Maybe it's just, it's something that I'm thinking about now. But it's just so crazy to me how many people are, as they're hearing it, their first reaction is to fight and, and cause to cause more conflict and, and to come right back at it rather than, all right, let's take a rational view. Because it just seems like this is asking for equality and the same opportunity for everyone. It just seems like it, it makes rational and logical sense. So it, it, you have to be going out of your way, I guess, to not accept it. And that's what doesn't make There's, sense to me. That's, and it's one of those things that you almost can't make it make sense. Right. You're going to kill yourself by doing that. Exactly. Because like, you're just going to think yourself into this like hole of like uh, what if or why or how or all of it. And it just gets you angry or it gets you upset or it gets you whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't question, you can't, it doesn't make sense. It will never make sense, especially when you're, when, especially like, the, and the thing is, that's also how the other side thinks about us. Like that's, exactly. you know, they exactly. just don't understand it, which is again, insane. Crazy. Like Crazy. we just want, we just want human rights. Exactly. Like how is that something that's questioned? Like, why is that a political thing? Until I hear like, an argument that makes more sense than, than mine, I'm going to go ahead and stick with mine. That, that's how I feel. I, I mean, it's just. I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. Right, I mean. Yeah. Like, why don't you want people to just be treated the same, no matter their race, no matter their sexual orientation, no matter like it's just your person. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Like, uh, and it, I, it comes from a lot of, and like I said, this this the separation of the two worlds or the two worlds, which is mm-hmm. crazy because obviously we're all right down the street from one another, living the same, having the same everyday problems. Um, yes. Tired some days, happy some days, down some days. Everybody's. Give or take about Going the same, right? We're all kind of, you know, trying to figure figure everything out the same way. But, um, like I said, we're we're doing them in kind of two separate worlds because there has been such little opportunity created in one world, and I think that's really the biggest way to attack kind of the the what the, I guess what we're trying to attack here is allowing more opportunity for blacks to be in positions to make these decisions. So it's not just a one kind of person room or one race room or one, just the, the same people it's always been to, to allow more people to be put in positions to be selected for these positions. And I think that that opportunity stems from a lot of different things, but I think um, money and schooling is the biggest thing. And that's just kind of something that I've always felt really strongly about money and schooling and equal opportunity, equal schooling um, throughout of neighborhoods and throughout um i guess neighborhoods and, and across the board i think that that's really mm-hmm. the biggest way to attack and to change the next generation is just that um it's just so little opportunity for so many people in schools that are being closed down no textbooks fewer teachers fewer this it's just you're playing i mean it's like kids kids are not just starting to second base it's like they're starting with a, whole, a couple of runs in front of you i mean it, oh it's, yeah 100 percent. It, it really like is. you i didn't think about this until i went on a walk with a parent of mine and again i'm with a lot of very white privileged people in my area like i mean i'm pretty white and privileged like hello like i know that and i like i can you know be i can understand that you know i've talked to parents and people in my life that like 
think that privilege or white privilege sounds racist. And I'm like, well, okay, you're way beyond the mark there, but <laughs> go ahead. Try, yeah, think that. Right, I don't right. know how you can think that right. because it's just a genuine, you have privilege because of your skin color. That's all it is. It's just saying that you've gotten things because of your skin color that someone else literally might not get, even if they're exactly the same qualifications. Like not saying that anything, is just you're the not case. Saying anything negative. It's not taking not, anything. No, it's just a, exactly. Uh-huh. Just a fact. Like, it's just like how you could have male privilege over me being a female. Like, that's even though, no matter what color you are, you're a man and I'm a female. You know, so like, there's that. Mm -hmm. But I went on a walk with a mom who has very same thoughts as I do and stuff and is just, you know, all that, which is great to be able to talk to somebody about. And uh, Mm -hmm. she was saying how, uh, like, right now with the pandemic, you know, so many kids that are in like the more underprivileged or just in houses that like can't support, you know, going to remote and all that stuff compared to kids where like, Oh, now they're going to buy tutors because like these parents have money. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's literally giving them so much of an advantage right now during like the hardest time of everyone's lives, but they're going to get tutors because they have the money to be able to do that. And their kids need the best, you know, exactly. and like, that's not available for everybody. And And that's not, you know, it's a group of, third graders that were progressing and on the path to be reading at a the reading and doing math at a third and a fourth grade level and now uh oh now we worry that we can't reach all the kids and make sure they're able to get all of their work done now some putting some more onus on the parents and there's just so many things that it's it's so layered that now these are, like I say on the other side they're for those same group of third graders they're going to accelerate some of them are probably going to be read by the fifth grade level by the time this uh-huh time, right? you know, exactly it's, 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 so it's it's like I said, it's it's opportunity and obviously school everything in this world everything at least yeah, everything in this world runs on money. So uh, Oh gosh yes. money Yeah, okay, we're back. Um no, you're saying everything runs on money and it does. I can't like exactly. and money. So as 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 we can find a way to get that back into um some schools within the inner city. I can only speak for what I've been able to see here in Chicago and um Chicago public schools. Um, I'm sure I could talk for a long time about it, but um, it's been a lot of closures and just so much underfunding in so many different areas and neighborhoods in the city. And it's it, it has to be rel- at least relatively intentional. Right? You can't you can't state that it's not at least relatively intentional. And obviously, I would like to think it's much more than that. But it's just so so little funding for the school, and it's just kind of what what are people supposed to do? You know, what what are what are kids supposed to do? What are what else was what's going to come of this of, of a school with no teachers no textbooks no yeah no and then they get anything. blamed it's like the exactly. kids then get the blame and it's like you put us in this situation exactly. like we can't do anything and then like they exactly. get put into places where it's like they're getting even worse like exactly. they're another they're the, the failure exactly another the test now the test scores are going down from the school so now the the city has a, a reason i guess for them to say oh i guess we're just going to close that school it's not doing well now these kids have to go to another school and and they're getting farther and farther behind the ball and it's just so many things that are compiling and imagine the trauma of, of like having to move schools and now exactly. you are like it, it's just like there's it's, so oh, much just to going it. to different neighborhood schools is a lot bigger than just walking to your next school so it's, it's what, so many oh, things, yeah. so many things that go on i guess there's just so many things that that have gone on at times as I've been able to be here, even in not that long of a time. Um, yeah. Uh, still, still pretty young. So there's just so many things I've seen, I guess, that just don't make a lot of sense to me. And hopefully we no, can you... start to impart some change. 
that's that's that is the hope. Um, mm-hmm. And what I was actually like, I'm glad you brought up Chicago because I was like thinking about this even before we started talking, knowing that you're from Chicago. Like, what have you seen in Chicago? And then I, I asked this too because. I mean, you grew up in Chicago and then you went to school in New York City and you went to Columbia, which is a very, I mean, it's Columbia, like, which, right. like, me and Justin talked about. It's its own little world within New York City. It is. Like, it is. The Black Gate defense is Like, yeah, right you, you're in there and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. still in the city. But if you take two, right. you know, a train ride down a few blocks, you're like, oh, no, no, right. I'm I'm in New York City. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like, you're, you're reminded very bluntly and it, <laughs> you're just going to get uh-huh. on the subway and you're, you're reminded that right. you're in the you're city. Right, and you're right down there. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. You're right but up like, the you're very quickly your right. world is snapped back but right. i bring it up because like and you weren't i don't know like i don't want to say i don't know what you're involved with when you were in new york city but like what have you seen or what did you see what is the differences between like being in chicago and then even being in columbia like talk about that if you can if that like makes sense kind of like just experience um, like what? whether it's growing up or right. like in high school just what you've seen um and then kind of what you see when you got to like experience other places okay um so chicago is similar to new york but i guess the one biggest thing i would say about what i feel about new york or at least manhattan for sure it just feels like it's downtown everywhere so mm-hmm. chicago we we kind of have downtown but there's so many other areas where it feels you can you can drive there's yeah houses this park just you know regular things going on it's not just building after building next to yes, a building yes. next to a building next to a store it's it's endless in new york at least in manhattan but plenty of other parts in new york city outside of manhattan but spending so much time in manhattan it just felt like you're always downtown to me that was kind of what i my brain kind of yeah there's, like, it's just it is it's building after building you just can walk around time. and you're always gonna everywhere. hit yeah exactly you're right people outside everywhere wherever you go so it's that that was probably the biggest difference for me it always you're just kind of always on it wasn't you're like i'm what am i getting out of the dang city right you're not you're not sitting back kind of could go home to the neighborhood i feel like that was at least that was part of um that felt that made it feel like home chicago and that's what made new york not necessarily feel like home yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense um and how was it growing up in chicago um, and like, how is it growing up in Chicago and going to like the Chicago school districts or where uh-huh. you went to school? Like, how was that experience? Um, yeah, because like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't grow up in Chicago. Right. I grew up in yeah, the no, suburb. No, no. Uh, okay, familiar. <laughs> Chicago is um there. So there, obviously, every neighborhood has its own neighborhood schooling. Um, mm-hmm. like, obviously, but every no, neighborhood has its own yeah. neighborhood school, of course, right? But um, for middle school and then for high school. But as you um, as you get into high school, there's a lot of opportunity. Obviously, there's Catholic schools and there's mm-hmm. um, other, you know, different types of um, you can go to suburbs, different schools. But then there's also selective enrollment schools, in which you have to test into. And I want to say there are nine high schools. Um, and the selective enrollment process is you kind of you essentially submit your application, you take the test, mm-hmm. you rake which three schools you want to go to in in order of your top choices. And whichever one you get into first on your list is the one you're going to. Um, don't quote me on that. And if it's changed in the last maybe four or five years, however long it's been stuck. <laughs> no, I get it. There's schools like that. Yeah. 
in the area, uh-huh. I think too. Like, or at least our Catholic schools too. I know you have to test. You, there are certain mm-hmm. ones, so I get, I get the process. Right. Yeah. So that, um, that is what um, luckily what Whitney Young was. So I was, um, actually fortunate was able to test in as a seventh grader. So I, I went to Whitney Young from seventh grade through senior year, um, which, like I said, is a little different. Um, we were a magnet school too, so we were attracting kids from all over the city. So it was, um, actually probably a different high school experience than a lot of. Chicago high school is because okay. one of their very few schools that was able to attract kids from all over the city, from the south side, from the west side, from the north side. We were able to make a lot of different friends from yeah. a lot of different areas of the city. And we, especially by the time we got to be juniors and seniors and we could all drive, so now we're driving and going to parties on the north side, places we never would have been, <laughs> how we still have been on the south side or whatever. So it's, yeah. it's um, just a lot of it. I, that. I'm really thankful for that experience, of course, for um, being able to like just expand, you know, be able to uh, meet so many different yeah. people and have probably a different experience than most of other people um, in the city were able to do. How diverse was the school? Um, so when I got there, it was I want to say I read it. It was probably like thirty percent black, and then a quarter. I mean, about a quarter each of black, white, uh, Hispanic, and Asian. Yeah. So okay. it, and then it, it fluctuated. I think it got a little bit um, more white and less black as I got to the end of my time there. But for the most part, it was relatively split across the board, um, or at least much, you know, as much as you could ask, you know, for for the most part, as much as you could ask for. Yeah. No, I just a like really diverse population for sure. Good. Yeah, I went to a very. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to public school, uh, but mm-hmm. I went. To, it's White Plains is a big city, um, right. and so it's very diverse. So, like, I just right. grew up. And that was just normal. Like, I mean, I, and I think that's why I think the way that I do, I'm just like, yeah, you're a person. I don't care the race you are. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Like, like that's kind of how it goes for me. Um, Like, so yeah. So I just am curious. And like, how did you think like, and then going back to Columbia versus uh, Chicago, how do you think like being grown growing up in Chicago and being at a pretty diverse school and then going to Columbia, did that like, was that, any different for you was it like oh, I, any eye-opening for you or was it like just welcoming and Columbia was pretty easy to trans like continue into and of course I know you went to man like Massachusetts right Massachusetts uh, New Hampshire New Hampshire New Even Hampshire up there, huh? <clears throat> yeah, no, really <laughs> um, and I know you went there in between right but like was there like was it was it any different like did some did anything like so kind say, of stick out yeah I was like the first thing I noticed for sure was um in high school, uh, us, the basketball team for sure, but we were, you know, the, the we were pretty cool around school, you know, whatever. We were, I wouldn't say we were. That was the only thing that was it, but it was it was kind of cool to be an athlete per se, I guess. Yeah. It, I'm sure it was at a lot of schools. Um, at Columbia, it was pretty much the opposite. Um, it, 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 it that was the first thing you had heard was don't wear your football stuff to class, don't <laughs> don't wear it around campus. They're not gonna like you for it. I mean, just don't do it. That was that was what they told us. So oh, that's bizarre. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, we went in a couple of games, helped it a little bit, but even still, just to see, um, there were a lot of people who kind of just looked down upon athletes on the camp on campus, mm-hmm. and to hear about it and to kind of start to see it just a little bit. It um, that was the first thing for sure that I noticed. Yeah. That just it was just wow. Right, this is a little bit of a different world here. I I didn't know I didn't know people didn't like the football team. <laughs> didn't make a lot of sense to me. But, yeah. yeah, no, that's like bizarre for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was it any odd like so then it was pretty but besides that part was it pretty welcoming and like what did you i mean and i'm not i'm not saying you have to say any situations if they weren't um i'm just curious because like you know you're going from chicago and then you're going to a very you know it's a privileged area in the sense of it's an ivy league um so Mm -hmm. it um i wouldn't necessarily i guess there are times i guess maybe that's what it is as i kind of the first with the first thing I noticed being that it was athletes that are maybe the ones that are looked down upon. It's hard it was hard to attribute anything else or anything I may have seen to anything else, I guess per se. Yeah. So I don't wanna be accusatory, of course. It it, yeah. it was quick to it, it like I said, they were very it, it was a known thing that I that football players specifically were not necessarily held in the highest regard around campus. So as as we um that, that that was what I attributed everything to or anything that I may have seen maybe a, a wrong look or all right he may just be here and that's what it kind of there were times where you could feel I guess in class two where it felt that students felt like we might not have should be here or um, mm-hmm. doing this this that I'm working this hard and he's they and you know they, they didn't work as hard to get in here because they played ball of course but um you know I don't you know you know I don't I'm not in set out my goal in class wasn't to prove everybody wrong or anything like that but I would like to think I turned a few heads as, as time went on yeah <laughs> and, like, down. and that was really all you good. can do honestly really and that's and it's not their loss and you keep it moving yeah exactly and I think you're going to get that at any school I mean some athletes right. are always going to be looked down on they're like oh you got here because you're you know, so like, like think exactly. of like Duke basketball players, like even though they're held to such a high regard and most students are probably like, oh my God, they're amazing. Right. There's so many, I'm sure that are like, oh God, they're just here because they can play basketball. Like they're yeah, not even, yeah. you know, they're going to leave in a exactly. year and like, exactly. like, and that has nothing to do with race. That has nothing to do with anything. Literally right. just exactly. the athlete part, you know, specific reason. Exactly. And that's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, but I was just curious because, like, I know right. that Chicago is very diverse. Like, I know the city school, did, you know, and, like, obviously with sports and stuff like that. And, like, uh, and mostly – and, like, basketball. Like, it's a very – you know, a lot of black people play basketball. Like, that's the major – like, even at my high school, like, that's that's and just we, kind of the case. It's the mecca of basketball here. We, it's yeah, like – so that's, that's why – yeah. Uh, for sure. <laughs> so that's what I say. So, I, I, like, I was fortunate to be in a situation where – I was in a very diverse school, of course. It was no, it was so many different types of friends. Everybody, it, it was just, it, it was a great time. Everybody, almost everyone I know speaks so highly of Whitney Young for a reason. But um, and then from that, right, yeah, but then to move on from that, to, um, like I said, being a basketball player, it just was, I, I was fortunate to be able to um, kind of not have to endure certain certain things because of the cultures that I was in as, you know, from Whitney Young and then the Columbia having so many teammates to fall back on who regardless of everything we all call each other our brothers we tell you you know we love each other we all tell each other we love you bro da, 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 because yes. it's pretty it's, you know it's, it's it's real amongst teammates for sure and so to have that like i say i was fortunate um in the places that i was able to go did you have any conversations with any of your teammates when all this like really kind of took off like when all the protests and like mm-hmm. things took off did you talk to any of like the Columbia football guys and stuff about this oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. We um so there's obviously guys in a couple of group chats that we're kind of talking to pretty much every day. So that's yeah. The conversation, of course, was going to come up there, and there are a lot of people on the same page. Um, there are certain people, of course, that I've had really positive conversations with, and that's what I'm really happy about. Um, we were able to 
kind of both get out our own sides. Um, probably won't go into specifics on anybody's names, I guess. But no, 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 you, you don't know, need to. Yeah, right. Yeah, but we um, we um, we're able to both get out our sides a couple of times, and it um, kind of be able to just as long as you're able to see eye to eye and say, all right, I, see, I understand exactly where you're coming from. This is what I had to say, but now that you say that, I get it. And we're able to kind of both kind of take a step back and say that, say our pieces and move on and with a with a greater understanding. Um, that's been, I, I've really enjoyed that part of it, I guess, for sure, is having all the positive conversations I've been able to have. Um, with that's, that's great, because it's not easy sometimes. I mean, that's not an easy conversation to have and to be right. able to like have it maturely. You don't see it very often because like there's so much like if you don't agree... If you don't agree, it's just like people just kind of put you down. Like it's something I hate right now. Um, like, but, and I understand it in the sense of like, yeah, our president might not be the greatest, but I have people in my life that some, for some reason support him. It's like, I, but I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't think there needs to be life. hate to everything all of the time. Like, I don't think right. everything needs to be a joke. I think we could still just like have a conversation. Um, yeah. But I do understand like if you support him, so, like you, then you don't support certain people in your life like that's the part that i'm kind of like i do get but also like that doesn't make i don't know sometimes i right. go through I'm like i'm like that doesn't make him an awful human being but you are supporting someone that sometimes is a awful human being that is like right. wants to take rights away from people Definitely and like not. I, and you know you can see that that maybe it's just that you're they're, they're a similar person but their priorities may just be a little bit different or they are misaligned or whatever it is and you don't that doesn't mean everyone you have to cut everyone out of your life that may have voted for him or anything like that, but it may just mean whatever everybody has their their right lines differently to depending on who the person is in their life, what they mean. And of course, no, I don't I agree with you. You don't it doesn't have to be just a steadfast rule across the board. This is what everybody's doing. We all signed up for this, so if you know, they're against it. I don't I don't agree with that at all for sure. I think everybody may draw their own line, whatever reason you see fit to keep someone or not keep someone around or whatever whatever you decide that's your own personal yes and i think there are certain things like if you truly do believe like if you're homophobic and you're friends with me and it's like you voted for him because you don't want my rights now that i, yeah, that, I think right. we might have to we're getting specific just there disregard. Yeah, exactly. uh-huh. you know there's those certain things you know right. um like i uh my ex, my most current ex, like her family is just a huge Trump supporting family. And it's like, mm-hmm. they go head to head a lot about a lot of things. And like, even the sisters sometimes would say certain things. And it's just like, yeah. how yeah. do you believe that as a woman? Like, and that's the part where it just becomes like kind of bizarre, mm-hmm. where it's like, really, like, you, you're gonna support someone that like, wants to take your rights away like that and you're gonna truly believe those things that's where my mind is just like i can't like you said before you can't wrap your mind around it i, right. I that's what right. drives me up a wall like it's just like it's i can't wrap my mind around it uh-huh. so but again it's that's their thoughts this is our thoughts so let's just right right let's just keep it at that i don't want to go into it anymore <laughs> it <just gets> me <laughs> mad. Uh-huh. Um, all right to wrap it up we're going to talk about the photos that you sent me so the first yeah. photo Yes. which I don't even know if it's my photo or if it's McLaughlin, uh, the other I'm photographers, so but I have, no, no, no. But I have the same exact photo. I was okay, standing right yeah. next to him they because there's two, literally okay. two of them. And I, I know two. I, I have know it. Which one was which? Okay. And I don't know which one it is. The only reason I say it's not mine is because it's not edited. 
but that and that's very rare of me not to edit my photos so that's the only oh, reason yeah. i say that i just wanted to call you out and see your reaction but i have literally the same photo we were standing next to each other he had just met me for the first time we were like talking and when you get to like a photographer talking to another photographer you know you explain uh-huh. your life what you're doing all that stuff uh-huh. so like i remember we both got this photo um that which i is- love it's the one of you jumping in the air and like from behind and it's just yeah. like you know fantastic you uh, can't really see it but like my yeah the picture for sure it, yeah, um, so we both have, have you have two copies of it. <laughs> I have them both in my camera roll right next to each other for sure. It's the one of them you can kind of see with the ball in one hand and one of them like probably like you said, a foot over to the left. And yes. You can kind of see both hands. It's, it's exactly the same shot. Um, yeah. That's my favorite shot. I didn't know that actually. I, I had no idea that it wasn't. I, I must have thought it was like a No, I just think it is. Like I try to I, I try to look at it but it was used on Instagram or Twitter for your thing mm-hmm. and I was trying to be like I wonder is that mine or is that hit I couldn't tell right. so like literally it's feet <laughs> apart like it's such right. a, it's like the smallest change of an angle right. um uh-huh. why is that one of your favorite photos though like I mean it's a uh, great photo I can see why but I just uh, I love uh, first of all I remember the play exactly I remember vividly I remember um when I was running out there getting lined up I see the coverage I know the ball's coming to me um, I, you know, we obviously practiced the play. I know it's coming to me, but I knew that I was going to have to kind of find my way around the guy. I think he's still in the shot number seven. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I he literally jumped was, and missed. Yeah. Right, I knew like the ball was going to you know, have to find his way around him. So I was kind of fine. Kind of, he's right there. Converged it's hard to across. see. Exactly. Yeah, they were converged. I knew the ball was going to kind of have to squeeze in there. So I remember I cut my right a little short because I remember I had to get there quick because just the way the coverage played out was the cover two. And they, um, I just remember the shot. I mean, I just remember the ball being in the air and for the shot to come just so right there. And to see the ball kind of in one of my hands, but kind of not. Yeah, it's not. Just, yeah, that's that. so cool. Uh, no, and was, who were they was playing? That was against Dartmouth. Then it, it might be mine. I think you guys lost to Dartmouth. That was not it a good game. Like that. that that was homecoming. We lost probably. Bad. Twelve. Yeah, we, yeah. But it felt like that's... 50 to 12 because everybody got hurt. Yeah. I didn't edit any of the photos in that game. So that actually could be my photo because I was pissed. I was like, I literally don't want to go through these photos. But then I had guys messaging me like, what are the photos going on? I'm like, guys, do you not care that you just got your asses handed to you? Are you kidding me? We were probably- I was like, fine. I'll here you go. I'm not editing them, though. I was so mad. And I'm like, I'm just a photographer. But I was like, I don't even want to look at these photos because I had to relive the game. I remember the right. game. <laughs> no, pictures were a big deal. If, if when all else said we were gonna have our pictures, we knew that. Oh, before. oh, <laughs> so, oh it killed me that I remember that. <laughs> oh oh my gosh. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> the next two, because again, and the other one that I'm not sure, maybe this was also dark. Was the other action also Dartmouth? That also yes, might have yes. been mine if I didn't edit it, because <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, I can't I tell anymore. Was, but the well, I can't tell who's is. I mean, you yeah, know. but I, I think I remember. I don't. I don't want to be mean to Mike. We walked away, but I play only no. your photos. The year you were there, I don't remember even going through his photos as much. So yeah, you guys were spoiled so though, yeah, and we like were. you Very. wanted my photo. Like it's not like, and it's no diss to him at all. It's just like right. literally, you were used to my photos, so it's like yeah, you right. were just looking for them. Like you know, and yeah. it, like you were gonna, yeah, seeing you every day. It was, different. yeah, exactly. Um, and these, the smiling ones, which of course it's always hard to show you, I are my favorite. Want... The the this this one is the thumbs up, <laughs> and then the other one is the black and white, which was is one of my favorites. 
by far. Like I should find this and print it out because like I have all my photos, as you can see behind me and in my room, like ton printed out. Like, yeah, 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 I got it. It's all my whole wall. Um, And I got over. uh, All right. I have one of them. Oh, I have the I have the I don't know if you were. Were you at the snow practice? I was. Yes. Were you in the team photo? I was in it somewhere. It's, I don't remember. Then, I, then I have that team photo printed okay. out. It's up above in my other, it's like right to my right. Um, <laughs> so I have that printed out and I love that photo. And then of course I have my helmet signed by all of you guys. I still have that, yeah. but I should print like, this is a photo I would like print out because it's just like, it's such a great smile. <laughs> Thank you. It was a great, great picture. Great edit. Black and white does it well. I love that picture. The, yeah, black and white. You can't go wrong. You can right. never go wrong with black and right. white. White. Yeah. Why are those the two that you chose, though? Because I mean, I've gotten a few of you. Those are two of my favorites. They're posted uh, on my story. I just, so I just um, it, it captured football for me. I, I just like I had so much fun out there, especially the the mood when I was standing there giving the thumbs up. They just when practice is right, we're we're in the middle of practice. We're probably tired. I'm sure we <laughs> we lost last week. Whatever the case was, there's stuff going wrong. But then, and I I always felt in the locker room. I'm like, all right, I got to go get taped again. Get ready to go back out. But the first thing I do when I get out there is smile every single day because I, I can't stop. I can't help myself. It was so much fun being able to talk and have fun with the coaches and talk with obviously mm-hmm. other teammates and just being able to just let loose and have fun. So by the time the camera by the time i see the camera i was already back into a good mood and, and having a great day <laughs> and that's all and you guys knew that was all i like to capture you know like not all i like to capture i get the action i get the emotion um but i love getting you guys to smile like even though sometimes like you said before i would be like no <laughs> i want to get you <laughs> i want to get candid i don't want you guys looking at me or, whatever, right? yeah, we'd be in <laughs> or you do this and i'm like i'm gonna right. get yelled at you're right you're right <laughs> Any bad things happening here, people? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, one of the other ones, which I also love, is your wide receiver group photo, which is like one of the few times that you had most of them in a photo. That was like yeah, that the was one that you sent. You know, photo. yeah, because like usually it was always just a few of you guys at a time, or like people right. weren't there, or whatever it was. That's like, yep, you got all of them in there. That was us coming out. I remember we were fashionably late to practice as usual. Everybody as was usual. Out there and we were running on down. So not only were gonna, we were going to be, not only were we going to be late, we were going to stop to take a picture at that point. Of course you were. So, <laughs> of course. So yeah, we had, everybody was already out there. The whole scout team was out. Everybody was out there. So it was just us, eight travel receivers left. I want to say it was a Thursday practice. So we're kind of, kind of relaxed, kind of not. We said, oh, oh, quick pick. And we all stopped and Literally. Oh, we loved it. Oh, God. <laughs> Those coaches must have been. That night. Yes, and those coaches, coaches must have hated me sometimes at practice. They were probably like, "Okay, really, Aaron? Like, you're, I'm like, it's not. I mean, yeah, I'm here, but they're the ones stopping." Yeah, they did. They took it out on us because they he, that. I mean, you know, bad. He was gonna look for somebody to be mad at. So of course, of course, it was gonna come back around to you at some point. But uh, that was, he, no, he was he was always so supportive of me. He was. I never had any problems back. He yeah. just let me. Yeah, because he didn't know really what I was doing. I think he was just like, hey, Aaron's here. Like, literally. Like, I think he kind of was just letting me go. Yeah, with the other thing there where he always found a problem with us. Probably. (laughs) And again, I do good things for people. Like, I'm not, you know, like, I'm here to help. He didn't have have an actual reason to be upset with you. That's kind of, yeah, that's what I was getting at. You know, exactly, exactly. 
Um, uh-huh. Oh man, I miss it. I miss you guys. I miss the Me too. that energy. Me too. Uh, hopefully, hopefully next fall I'll be able to make my way back out there, catch again, and just. I know. Hopefully, there, me too. Right? I, that's the goal. I want. Even Yo. I told Dustin like he's like he'd get me a ticket. He goes, I'll give you a ticket <laughs> if you get me at least five photos. I'm like, I'll do my best. <laughs> right, he's like, I don't right. know. I would try to bring in my camera, you know, my one lens or something, and just like walk right. in. Um, uh, and try and just get something, but yeah, maybe even right. I can reach out and see if I can just like snap some photos for the athlete. Like even though they have mm-hmm. Mike, I don't know. Maybe I'll get another away game or something. Right, um, right, right. But it it worked out last year. It did, luckily. Right. Right, uh, or two, yeah, two. Well, two right. years ago, I guess. Of course, not going to be there, but it worked out. I know. I was trust me. I was bummed. I was like, and or all of you, the three of you, are people that like you. You knew me. Like you were uh, part right? of the group yeah, that didn't know me. We were all yeah, for sure. And like I had gotten photos of you, I like you guys smile for like you were three of those people, and I was like, dang, like why are they not? You know, like and I knew they were seniors, so right. um, yeah, that was unfortunate. I mean, it was. I tell everyone it wasn't a great game. I was very and like the Cornell game wasn't yeah, a great. Game. Not at all. But no. To be there for Murph's last game and to get yeah. him sitting on the field and like his reaction of he of me being there, which was the best yeah. reaction I could have ever gotten. I just wanted I needed one person to give me one reaction like that, and of course it was Murph. Uh, of like, course, Murph. Perfect. Murph like yes, Murph and like defender for the calls. Murph, is, oh, Murph yeah. has always been on the side. He's been great. I mean, the whole right. skirt thing just pissed me off with my EDL shirt, but we won't get into that. Right, that I know, right? That just oh my god, I was literally like. I didn't do anything and I'm the right. last person to want to get anyone in trouble ever. Like, like they had anything, right? It's like wearing right. a Nike shirt. That's literally what, like he just bought it. I, right. again, right. we're not going to get into it. We're neither here nor there. Talk about, talk about that right, offline. Right. <laughs> um, oh my God. No, but it was good times. Like I think back to Columbia all the time and like, it, I, it was just so fun. Like that was a yeah. fun season. Like, yes, there's so many injuries. <laughs> And yeah. I think you guys could have been even better. I, it would, I mean, could imagine the the season without those injuries. Um, yeah. But you guys had fun. Like you had a good group of guys I mean, yeah. that just like, Every like literally. And maybe like, fun. I don't know. I don't know if I just was special. Like if yeah, I don't know if it was just like I was lucky coming that season. Oh, no, you added to it. We, I mean, we were gonna have some fun regardless. Don't get me wrong, but you added to it for sure. It's just just the excitement of something new and, and then you were actually you being new and actually being fun and, and helping us out. And it just, it was just so much like, it was a, we didn't win a lot, but it was a lot of fun that season. We all enjoyed it for every day. Yeah. Well, I was always there. I mean, and I say it every episode, but like every time I wasn't there one day, you guys be like, where'd you go? Why weren't you here? I was like, guys, sorry. One day. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And yeah, it'd be it great because then you'd get the best reaction. I would right. get the best reaction when I did come back. So no, the days when you weren't there, we had noticed where where's Aaron? Is he the other school? I mean it'd be you kinda of, everybody's looking around, waiting for you to come around the corner, maybe something. Yeah. We had to make sure you knew that we noticed that we all Oh right. no, it was that was always so sweet. It was a good yeah. time. Um yeah, aw. Yeah, I miss it. And I'm glad I got to be there because, like, you guys have memories, even if it is from one season, that, like, you'll have forever and photos that you'll have forever. Um, But I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk. I'm glad it worked. The technical difficulties went away. Um, But, no, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, This was good. Because we've never talked before this, so that's what's so cool. It worked. You'll be able to sit down, right, for sure. No, I'm glad this this worked out this way, for sure. Yeah. Um, It'll be up. 
Oh my God. It was a, it was a no brainer. I was like trying to think of more guys to talk to. And you guys have become my favorite like group to talk to the Columbia guys. Cause like we had such good energy there, you know, like me with yeah. you guys. So it's just so easy to talk to you. Like each person I've interviewed, it's just been, it's been a conversation that just continues and goes on and it's just easy. So right, sure. um, it'll be up sure. in a few weeks um, okay. and I'll let you know when, but okay. thanks again. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to Behind the Lens with ADL. I hope you all enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed recording and having the conversation with my guest. Um, Chris is a great guy. He was always easy to work with, easy to take photos of, and it was just, it was a good conversation. I had a blast, and I'm so glad that you all got to listen to it. Um, Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram, EDL Photography. I'm always sharing my photos of uh, mainly the high school sports that I take photos of. And um, come back next week. And I will have another episode. I promise. Uh, thanks again for listening. And um, make sure you subscribe and you know follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere where these podcasts can be listened to. Thanks.